You're listening to the nicest guy you'll ever hate. I'm Jesse Lipscomb. This is the podcast where we discuss all things all the time, no holds barred. Sometimes we got guests, sometimes we don't. But today is a special day. A, it's episode two. B, we're playing Ask Me Anything. So earlier today on my social media platforms, I said, hey, ask me anything. It doesn't matter what it is. I'll address it. I'll talk about it. So here we go. Hey, hey, you can ask me anything. Put it in a text or up in my Twitter feed. You don't have to worry about what you say offending me. Hey, hey. Just let me see, send them to me, and then subscribe. If you found us on Anchor, Instagram, or Facebook Live, just send me your questions. Don't hesitate. Just remember, I'm the nicest guy you'll ever hate. Format of the show is as follows. I will spend one minute on each question, about 15 seconds reading the question, and 45 seconds with my response. So we're starting in three, two, one. All right. Nathan Martin on Twitter, at EditWithMouse, asks, If you could have a superpower, what would it be? I've always wished I could have the power to heal. Not myself like Wolverine, but others. Curious what yours would be. Well, Nathan, if I had a superpower, I think it would be, I would like to be able to touch anything and be able to, like, in my mind, go back into time and see all the other people that had touched it, like go back into history. Now, I don't want to go back into time specifically. I mean, as a as a black man, the past isn't the place I'm trying to travel. But mentally, if I could touch an artifact or like an antique or like an old house and I could just flip through all the images and the people who have been there and watch all the magic that maybe like an old spoon held or an old book or a rock that someone skipped when they were like five years old. And I don't know, just the, the beauty of things and the energy that they keep. That's That's what I would do. And that's my time. Next question, we have Brian Duffy on Facebook. He asks, when we were at Albert Lacombe, and by the way, Albert Lacombe is where I went to elementary school in St. Albert, who was your favorite teacher and why? All right, I got two kind of, but my favorite teacher uh, was Mr. Ken Cordyback. He was my grade six teacher, and he really allowed us as students to just to dream without borders, and we could come up with solutions to, I specifically remember, what would we do to fix pollution? This was back in the, in the three R's, reuse, recycle, and what was the third R? Captain Planet has failed me. I can't remember, but I do remember coming up with just these amazing ideas that seemed like they were the answer. He supported them. He never said they were stupid ideas. The other one was a TA. Her name was Miss M. And she wrote a note to me. And she said that, Jesse, I believe in you. And and one day I know you're going to be something. And she passed away. I remember this, but I never got to talk to her. ah! That's how it goes. Okay, next question. Here we go. Jasmine D on Facebook, um, it's my cousin, by the way, living in Toronto, doing her thing. What's it like being black in Canada versus being black in America since you've lived in both? Now, it is interesting. There is there's a difference for sure. Uh, I felt black in America, specifically Atlanta, Georgia, I definitely felt at home. I felt like my people were there. We understood each other. We uh, There is a rapport that I just can't really experience here. The idea of not having to walk into every room and be the only black person in the room was very, very refreshing. However, on the flip side, uh, being black in Canada, you know, the majority of people that I look up to that are uh, 
of African descent um, are doing phenomenal. They are, they're, they're doctors and police officers and lawyers and actors. And when I was in Atlanta, the stories I heard from some of my friends were a little bit opposite, where you know they didn't see as much black success, I suppose. So there's there's positives and negatives to both sides, but there's a certain home feeling I felt when I was in the A, Hot Atlanta stand up. Oh yeah, got that one in just in time. Let's keep it going. All right, Joffrey J on Facebook asks, So what's the deal with Kanye West? Parentheses, Seinfeld voice. I should have looked at that beforehand. I would have tried a real Seinfeld, Seinfeld voice. Okay, what's the deal with Kanye West? Right? Okay, because I don't know if you guys just saw, but on Twitter, he just recently had a Make America Great Again hat on and then tell me he's brothers with Trump and how, you know, everyone's got their right to free thought and free speech. And yeah, they do. They do. But if we don't recall, and Julia and I were talking about this just the other day, and that's my wife. It's the same Kanye West who stood up and said that George Bush hated black people on Saturday Night Live. Same one who ran up on the stage and said, Beyonce has the best album ever. Beyonce, Beyonce. And then the same dude is talking about how Trump and him are best friends. I just feel like we all got platforms, and yes, we all got freedom of speech and thought, but sometimes you're just a destructive force of nature, Kanye, and you are. I'm also looking forward to your next album, because I'm sure it'll be fire. Okay, okay, okay. All right, now Greg Urbanzik asks, did Sylvester Stallone do his own stunts back in the day? Now. This is an interesting question. I, I almost feel like Greg's, he's got the wrong podcast. I almost feel like he's hes looking for Sly's podcast. So I don't know if he did his own stunts. But since I have 40 seconds left, I'll just do my very best Sylvester Stallone impersonation. Hey, Adrian. Adrian. Now be Adrian now. You can't win. Rocky, you can't win. Uh, Adrian, I just see that. Uh, I've got to show. Uh, oh, holy cow! I'm bad at it. We try better. Hold on. It's just that uh, being slide Stallone, you just gotta understand that you gotta kind of have half of your mouth slide, slide to the left, and take a lot of GHB, and you look like a old puppet dog. Uh, now I sound more like Morgan Freeman from wall to wall. <laughs> Now, Brandon Langford on Facebook asks a real simple question. What's the meaning of life? All right, let's see if I can tackle this in 54 seconds. I think the meaning of life is the desire and need to connect with other people on a very, very deep level. Uh, the idea of being in, in solitary confinement makes a person go insane, but that feeling of, of connection and love with the actual chemical releases of oxytocin and dopamine and serotonin, the stuff that we strive for, exists when we have those real authentic vulnerable moments with human beings. So I think, I think the, the meaning of life is, is to connect as much as you can, as often as you can, and as with the most passion that you can and leave as much positive positive well you know crumbs not crumbs whatever you got left just leave it but connect with humans because that's what we're supposed to do we're connectors that could have been better okay Susie Maloney Susie Maloney on Facebook says pineapple on pizza innovative use of fruit or an abomination now I I say it's an innovative use of fruit. I'm a big fan of just taking things and putting them on places where they didn't normally exist. 
You know, I, this is how I see it, okay? Because you, you, you go back a hundred years or so, a white man and a black woman, or a black woman and, and a no, a, what, people of opposite races, they couldn't mix, right? But look what's happened now. Tiger Woods, Barack Obama, my three kids, and ham and pineapple pizza. You understand what I'm saying here? Sometimes you got to push the boundaries of what's normally accepted to taste the sweet fruit of life. It tastes better. It looks good. It's colorful. And at the end of the day, it's all about trying new things and connecting with new foods in a, in a meaningful way. Eat your pizza. Put your fruit where you want it. That's what I got to say about that. Beep. Yeah, dog. Sasha Comrie asks, how do I describe my personal style? Okay, it's a good one. So my personal style is definitely a, uh, uh, I guess it's a reflection of what's available for somebody who's six foot three, 260 pounds, really thick legs, really wide shoulders, not really a big waist. So I gotta find things that don't make me look like a, like a, like a, well, just make me look decent. So what I do is I go into stores that I like, where I like their style, go straight to the back. I go to the discount rack, the cheapest place possible, see what's left, usually it's stuff my size, mix and match things from different places, put them together, like a little bit of color, but also simplicity, because I feel like I've got color, not just melanin style, but in my personality and how I speak. So I don't necessarily need to be too bravado with what I have on, but I do want it form fitting, because I do take pride in my body and like people to see a little bit of it, but not all of it. You know, there's a time and place for all of it. Only a couple people get that treat, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> now, Mark Dillon, uh, that's at the Mark Dillon on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, themarkdillon.com. He asks, do I have any regrets? And the answer is, I don't think so. I don't think so, because to have regrets says I'm not content or happy or satisfied with who I am, as everything I've done before this date has created this person. I do think back to a couple of things that I might have done differently, but I don't regret that I did them the way that I did. For example, I, I was a professional track athlete and I traveled the world uh, doing track and field. Now, I didn't just do track, I didn't just focus on track, I did other things and I had amazing experiences as a result, but could I have taken um, my my world ranking higher as a result and how would that have affected my life? If I would have moved to Los Angeles or stayed in Atlanta after I graduated, what would I be doing? Questions, but not regrets. The last Ask Me Anything comes from Terrence Battle, T. Biddy. Trust the process. He says to me, do you think life is more nature or nurture? Or do you think anybody in my position would be where I am today uh, regarding my family history with my grandfather or grandmother uh, had a lot to do with who I am or just growing up in my environment? All right. So I think that life is more uh, nurture uh, than anything. I, I, I believe that we are pretty much blank slates at the very beginning, given not some chemical problems in our brain and some actual medical issues that may happen through DNA and, and things we pass down. But at the, at the heart of it, I think everything is, is nurture. Where you grow up and what religion is, is the religion and what music your parents listen to. And if you have parents, all of that, uh, I think plays a big piece of it. Specifically, you know, the, the family you grew up in. And my family had a lot of help and they could, uh, you know, I got nervous because the beeps were coming. All right, well, see, some of these, man, I could expand on them so much further, but 
60 seconds isn't a ton, but it is fun. So uh, that's, that's Ask Me Anything for today. And like I said, at the end of every day, I'm going to finish the podcast with just a reading or two from from my frog. And if you haven't tuned in before, my frog was the name I gave my one of my 14-year-old diaries that I had wrote and I've kept. And I like to read a couple passages in it to see who the man was and who the man is and debrief as we exit on another, the nicest guy you'll ever hate. So, readings from my frog. These are words from my frog. I hope you enjoy these are words from my blog when I was a boy. Tyrone called me today, the black guy in my grade. That's something I wish I could have as a school with a large black population. Anyway, Ty called to ask if I was going to this cool party with girls for days. Black girls at that. It would have been cool, but I, I had fun at home. I had a few unwanted people show up at my house. Uh, Kyle and some other geek. I kicked them out. I miss my sister. She's in Idaho on a scholarship. I forgot to show her how proud of her I am. I'll tell her in a letter that I'll write to her. I also miss my grandpa. I haven't cried lately, but I still miss him. I think my mom is doing better, but I'm not sure about my grandma. She's in Arizona. She should be fine because she's one of the strongest people I've ever met. I wish I could show my parents how much I love them, but my mom never takes me serious. I guess I'll try harder. Maybe I'll do better. Curtis is coming over for dinner tomorrow. He's so cool. I miss him too, but who cares, eh? I'm only a child now. Whippee! <laughs> so, this is interesting as well, because, uh, uh, you know, I, there, there for sure was a, a, a feeling always of being like the only black guy in junior high, only black guy in high school. And, uh, you know, I had a couple black friends in high school, Tyrone Henry, who is still a great friend right now, definitely was one of them. Um, nope, that's uh, actually all. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Um, but that, you know, that probably had a lot to do with my decision to go to Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia, where that was the opposite. And really right back to Jasmine D's question about what's it being like being black in Canada versus America. I think if I'd have grown up in Atlanta, I probably would have had a different feel about, about what junior high and high school looked like. But I think the more poignant part about uh, the words from my frog was like my, I just wanted my family to know how much I loved them. And I didn't feel like I was able to tell them. And maybe I'll take that opportunity right now to let them know. Mom, you already know, but I love you so much and you're super cool. And I didn't know how much alike we were. Dad, you're so cool, but see the different kind of cool, like just calm calm as chamomile, cool, cool as a cucumber. Nothing really razzles you and I love that. And you're just a, a warm, honest human being. My sister, she knows, we're like besties. And I just love spending time with her. She's just an amazing human being. And my brother, and my brother who, him and I don't talk a ton. I wish we did talk more, but he's my big brother and I wish I could, I wish I could spend more time with him and tell him that. And as I say that, here is me telling you that. Kurt, I love you. Uh, you probably never listen to this, but if you ever do, just know that it was said publicly. I'm the nicest guy you'll ever hate. Thanks for tuning in. We'll check you next time.